This is episode seven. seven. Um, and this episode, I guess, is kind of about y'all. It's you, B. Arten, because we opened up questions to you all. Mm-hmm. So this episode is just answering those and what you want to know from us. Um, yeah. But a brief little little recap. <laughs> Last week, if you didn't tune in, we talked about the toxicity of you know our specific arts disciplines and the niche topics that go within them. So if you haven't listened, go listen. If you're not even remotely caught up, go catch up. Right. Because what are you doing? Right. <laughs> if you're here, well, how'd you get here? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So yeah, go catch up. And in the meantime, for those of you who are, we're here to answer some questions. If you asked us a question, love you. If you didn't answer or ask a question, still love you. Um, we could love you more, though. If you right. If you would have asked a question. question. Right. It's fine. But- we ha- I think time. we have a lot of questions today <laughs> to answer. So. Yeah, we've got a good amount, and so we're we're really excited to just, you know, just answer answer them and, and um, give our opinions and yeah. Uh, and some of it is like arts related, and some of it's not. So I think that's really dope because we can just like you know talk about other things, you know, absolutely, and get to know uh, who Mars and I are, you know, outside of just being performing artists, you know, right. being a dancer and her being a violinist. So yeah, without further ado. Yeah. And we will preface this episode will likely be a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. So for those of you with a long commute, I'm so sorry. You can turn on one of our <laughs> other episodes. Right. Right, right. <laughs> this is a great catch up time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. <laughs> All right, Mars, you want to start us off with our first question? Absolutely. So question one, how has the journey of making a podcast been do you want to start off the answer (laughs) i can yeah yeah um i feel like for mars and i it's been pretty smooth like if you go back and watch our first episode we talked really in-depthly about like how our podcast came to be you know us meeting in the library one day and then opening up our opening up about our experiences as black artists with one another and then from there just kind of snowballing into this hey we should start a podcast kind of thing um but that was the beginning of it. But the journey so far, I feel like, yeah, like I feel like it's been pretty smooth. Like, mind you, we are trying to balance doing this along with our classes. And I feel like our classes are extremely more dense this semester. Yep. Um, so it's definitely our, our first three episodes we recorded in advance last semester. And so trying to record but also trying to plan out each episode before we record it has been a little bit more difficult I guess mm-hmm. but I mean Absolutely. like still not by a lot just because Mars and I really are passionate about this platform and like even on our most difficult days I feel like it still has been relatively easy you know yeah. like and talking you know it, it has, it's not an issue for neither Either one of us so like like yeah get, I think it's been, I think it's yeah I think it's been really great so far and um like I know for me like even if I am having like a rough day or I'm like really tired as soon as I get into the studio and I'm with Mars and I'm with Moira like like the energy the vibes they're all there and so like it's just the thing that I need to like really get into it and I and I always appreciate that so yeah that's that's my answer what about you Mars uh honestly I will say it's been a relatively like easy process it Mm -hmm. hasn't been super taxing I think you know outside of 
the actual podcast when we're getting ready for one and we're like oh we need to like schedule recording mm-hmm. and we need to like do these things we're kind of like because oh, <laughs> it's like yes we enjoy the actual process of planning out our episodes and the actual recording and you know making these spaces having these conversations with each other and with you all but then it's like outside of it we're like this is also still just another thing it's another that thing that we have added do. onto our plates yeah. yeah but it's it's one that we do enjoy and so it's like actually getting into the studio and in the space it's incredibly worthwhile mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable like i said kira and I, we gab we yeah. gab we listen we yap all the time all even outside the time. all the time <laughs> outside of the podcast mm-hmm. so this is just like a pivotal moment where we're, where we're specifically talking about certain topics and letting it kind of flow but mm-hmm. we of course you know Try plan to, ahead of time yeah plan on because t- like we there are moments where we we are we like find ourselves getting off by off sorry find ourselves getting off track yeah and like like you guys can't see but like mars and i will like look at each other and we'll and like, like uh-uh. we'll like do little signals like 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 girl get, get back on get it. back <laughs> on it or like we have like our google docs pulled up and and it's like talk about this next you know like right. on the on the sheet so <laughs> i'm like messing it up right now right, but, we're right. <laughs> um, but yeah like like we definitely like know how to uh work off of one another and, yeah. and really uh value like listening to one another mm-hmm. and all that stuff so yeah it's yeah. really nice <laughs> um so that's how it's been that's uh, how it's been but that kind of leads into the question too mm-hmm. of what's the goal of your podcast um and i think we i think we kind of addressed this in the first episode of like what we want others to get out of it and essentially like the main at least my perspective of this is that the goal is that you know, we're making this a creative space, a safe creative space Mm -hmm. for artists to, you know, air their qualms, air their experiences, both good and bad, Mm -hmm. um, and give that, give them the chance to find additional community outside of their discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we do, we kind of talked about how, you know, we don't always get that chance within our discipline, and we definitely don't really get that outside of it. Um, So we're, we're trying to bridge a gap that's there and that's I kind of think is like the main goal of it. Yeah, yeah. I like like in our in our um our uh gosh our I guess our mission statement. You know, like we say uh, share insights into our journeys as performing artists, aiming to illuminate the challenges and experiences unique to Black, unique to the Black community. Um, and like it, you know, it's I feel like it's perf- so perfectly like said in that statement, like our experience you know having that black experience like being able to connect with one another because of this shared culture that shared lived experience like i think that's really important to highlight and it's 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 uh it's it's conversations that need to be had you know like like there's so many personal things that you experience uh within you know your own discipline you know mine being dance or within just being an artist in general and i feel like you don't always have the opportunity to air air those um air those experiences out whether they're good or bad um i know me you know i'll, I'll go to rehearsal experience something and i go home right away and i just write it down in my journal or just sort through the thoughts or try to just brush it off but like actually having the space to like talk about it even mm-hmm. if it's just with one friend or hearing other people talk about it you know like you immediately know right away that oh, okay if i've experienced this too i'm not alone in that and precisely you know like this is a pr- platform uh is trying to make others feel as if make others know that they're not alone in in any of the things that they experience and um yes we are talking about art specifically but i think that 
you know, the topics that we cover can easily be translated into any other areas, you know, of, Absolutely. of, of work and, and your life. And so, yeah, like we, we want to connect with as many people as possible and just let them know that like they have a community out there um, that, that is listening to them, that, that values the experiences that they have and wants to let you know that like you're not going through them by yourself. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question three? Question three. Question three. Um, so I think this one is actually a little bit more geared towards me. Um, oh, well, let me ask it then. Let oh, me ask okay. It. Let me ask it. Let me ask it. <laughs> okay, Mars. So I have a question for you. I'm listening. I'm ready. <laughs> How does your queerness intersect with your identity as a musician of color? Um, I feel like it definitely one does intersect. Uh, so for those who don't know, use mostly people who like don't know me personally. Um, yes, I do identify as like a queer woman. My pronouns are they, she, so I use they, them, she, her pronouns. Um, and for me, I think I kind of started to see where it kind of created some struggles for me internally that like, you know, I just kind of dealt with because the per, the particular situation maybe didn't give me space to actually be able mm. to deal with it um yeah so I'd say like I started realizing where that intersected in high school although at that point I wasn't identifying as queer um although I was very much so out in terms of not being straight mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and high school was very much so out um but ooh, child um <laughs> there uh just like you know performance dress code we had to wear like these um really stiff dresses one that just weren't fun to play in anyway but also i was just like this oh, for like the orchestra for the title. orchestra the black yeah one it was black and it had like a purple slit and my orchestra director was very much attached to the purple slit for the dresses mm. um and i'm like yeah it's cute or whatever but this dress is made out of starch mm-hmm. <laughs> it is made out of starch mm-hmm. because there is no flexibility and we're playing with bows mm-hmm. you want us to use all our entire bow but we can barely move our arm mm-hmm. no. houseway make it make sense so <laughs> truly how um so that was kind of like in terms of dress and like people who also know me you've seen me how i dress like yeah sometimes i dress y'all like let very- me tell you a little hard, hard. <laughs> mars be bringing out the outfits okay it be Beans. 29 degrees outside and this girl she Dressing head to toe. I have on that big coat, but under that but big she coat, be looking it's gonna be cute. a fit. She comes to the class, she takes it off, and she's like, "Yeah, y'all gonna see me today." And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Thank mm. you, thank you, thank you." <laughs> um, but like, yeah, sometimes I'm just I'll dress a little bit more feminine. Other times, um, I'll have more of like an androgynous style, and I think that's really where my queerness does show up. And I, for a long time, I felt like I couldn't bring that into my musical space. Mm. Um, at least not until undergrad, where I had a lot of freedom. Um, so now it doesn't show up too, too much, but when it is like certain norms for like orchestral settings, that's where it does show up mm-hmm. of like, oh, I don't really like that you're just coming out of this girls, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, things like that. So it, it really just depends on the space and the values of that space mm-hmm. for me. Do yeah. you feel like that's one of the things that made you want to step away from like doing music like in this season you know like trying to i don't know like wanting to like be more you or or uh not having to say like conform to you know whatever it is the setting that come you know that you're exposed to when you're in those like more 
orchestra heavy environments um, i don't know if that made any sense it did it made sense okay i think <laughs> for me that didn't necessarily play a part just because um in undergrad i was mostly in like chamber settings mm -hmm. so there it didn't really matter as much because it's you know either i'm in a duo or a trio or a quartet and we set our dress code mm -hmm. we set what we were wearing for that performance um so i didn't have to force myself to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. all of us were comfortable in our own way um so yeah i don't think it necessarily played a part in my decision to you know step away from the performance aspect of my life at the moment i think that more so had to do with just like internal feelings of exhaustion mm -hmm. <laughs> with my instrument mm -hmm. yeah okay thanks for sharing that Mark. of course of course <laughs> um all right so question four this is a little bit more general yeah um to the both of us mm -hmm. what's your favorite thing about teachers college kira uh my favorite thing about tc despite being like hella stressed out all the time mm. because of how much work we have to do i love that i feel like i'm in a space that can actually uh support what I'm becoming or like what I'm wanting to become when I was at TCU I I felt so so small but I knew that there was so much inside of me like I knew that I had the potential to just do all of these very big things but the holding environment that I was in it just it wasn't big enough to support that and so it's it's like when you when you put on a jacket that's that's too small you know yeah. like like you're meant to take up more space, but you're feeling really restricted in what you're wearing. And so, but as soon as I came to TC, like I immediately knew that I was stepping into a place that I could blossom and just like be me and seriously, like walking in these halls. I mean, just being, being in New York city, you know, like, Fair. like this is, I mean, it really is a place where like dreams come true. You know, like people are literally living out their wildest dreams here. And like, yeah, like, I feel like no dream is too small for me to have. Like, I genuinely feel like anything is possible. And, like, also, like, having access to all these amazing resources, like, even just this, like, podcast studio. Like, I've, I, I, I didn't even know that things, like, these things were a thing. Right. You know? that, And, and like, we can just book it, like, for free. Like, like that's really awesome and, and such a blessing and, and, and a privilege to be able to experience this right now. Mind you, the money that's coming out of my pocket might be just loans, girl. Please. Those are not cute. That's that is not, a not my favorite. <laughs> That's not a favorite. <laughs> that is not my favorite thing at all. But I will say, like, it's. I feel like right now it's worth it. Like, yeah, because I've I've grown so much, and I've only been here what August, September, October, November, December, like seven months. Ooh, girl, it's been that. Oh, gosh. Ooh. God, that's kind of a long time. I need to go faster. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to go it's faster. It's kind of a long time, but yeah. yeah, I've only been here seven months, and I feel like I've grown exponentially, and so I'm, I'm really thankful for the school and, and everyone that I've met, you know, my professors, my friends, um, you know, for helping me to every day, you know, become a better version of myself and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my, what about you? Um, I think for me, kind of, and I think you touched on this as well as like just the access um, and the fact that and this really I guess this part isn't technically a, a trait specific to TC, but more so just specific to the experience that I'm having at TC mm -hmm. is that each time I'm experiencing something new, it's it's something that's beneficial to what I want to do in my career mm -hmm. or practices that I've always wanted to try or things like that. Um, 
so in general like my time at tc has just been very reassuring one about my future um but two just about my path mm -hmm. and part of that's from the program which is you know arts admin specific other aspects are just the resources that Kira kind of touched on um that are from tc of like being able to do this podcast mm -hmm. um is specifically coming from a resource from tc um and we also still have at like access to the broader to, columbia to, schools yeah so like we have access to everything, everything. um because you know obviously tc's columbia, a school within yeah. columbia um but yeah really just getting the chance and the opportunity to take full advantage of the resources that tc has for us as we find out about them right uh right <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i'd have to say the resources the access the potential that you have just from being mm -hmm. a tc student yeah That's yeah, the big yeah yeah i like i i was talking to my family the other day like i was like i i was like there's no way i'm paying this much money to go to this school and not and and about to wait there's no way i'm paying this much money to go to this school and just been a float through the program like no i'm At best all. believe i'm gonna have my my hands on every single resource that i can you know like really try to milk out as much as I can while I'm at this school like two years is not a lot like we're literally almost done with our first year <laughs> and so I'm like try you know doing what I can putting in that work sowing those seeds to build those connections you know to to start something that can blossom into you know a second form of income you know later down mm -hmm. the line like this podcast like just really trying to make the most out of my experience and not expect or wait for someone to you know do something for me but yeah. being more than okay with going and getting it myself absolutely oh okay. so, yeah. yeah when can i come on the podcast who is this from <laughs> no mom <laughs> no mother but, um, no <laughs> love you so much girl thank you for your support so question six <laughs> Moving on, but right. I will. I will say, if you are, an, if you are an artist, have, right. a, have have a background in arts. You don't have to be a current practicing artist right. like Kyle wasn't. You know, but yeah. if so, you, you, mom, you could. You mom, know, you like could. like you know, just just you hit could. us up. Let you, us know. Like, right. We love to talk. Clearly, so right. <laughs> we can, I'm sure we can fit you in somewhere. Absolutely, mother. Somewhere. Absolutely. You gotta, I mean, you gotta come to New York City though. Make right. a trip, girl. Right. Um, Go ahead, book that right. flight. Right. <laughs> all right. All right, so, question six. Can artists find joy in the planning and process of their creations? Do you want to start this one off? Sure. Um, I think, yes, you can find joy in the planning and the process of your creation. I think it also just depends on what it is that you're creating. What kind of project are you working mm -hmm. on? Because, yes, you can find joy in... I wouldn't even say that what you're looking to find or what you might potentially find is joy. I think it one, it could create a lot of different feelings just because there might be certain parts of that process that are a little bit more intense or mm. grueling or whatever. Um, so I think you're going to find a range of emotions. And I, yes, obviously believe that joy can be one of them, but whatever it is that you're expecting to get might not always be joy depending on your project. Like if the project is something that's more personal and it might be a little traumatic, I don't yeah. know if you're gonna get joy out of that. Yeah, like like you might end up with a more like cathartic, <laughs> like, right? Uh, cathartic experience yeah. or uh, outcome, whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean, the base answer is yes, mm -hmm. but the more complex answer is yes and more. yes and or yeah. yeah yeah yes and more than that. Right. So 
Take that as you will. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Take that as you right. will, babes. Um, I definitely, uh, I definitely, you know, I, I agree with Mars and um, I, you know, all, all I can see is through the lens of, of dance and, and a little bit of orchestra because you guys know I used to play the violin when I was younger. But I'm going to stick with dance because maybe I did not like the violin. Fair. But <laughs> um, <laughs> dance, like the process of creating a dance or being a part of a dance, like it's it, it's a process. You know, you have a lot of ups and you have a lot of downs, but I love, we talk a lot about serendipitous moments and these are like our happy accidents that, that you know, that just show up in the, in the middle of creating. And, you know, like, for example, you'll give two dancers two completely different prompts and then you have them perform it together in this space. And then you see both of them at the same time, like go to the floor or both of them, one may kick their leg and the other may roll. And it just looks visually pleasing. Like those yeah. are those serendipitous moments, which create a lot of joy because it's so easy to go into a process with a lot of expectations of what you want it to look like. But then there's a moment where you just let go and you're like, I'm going to let the dance make itself. I'm going to let the music make itself. And then you have this end product that I think is, is very it's very joyous, you know, despite whatever experiences, mixed emotions you felt in the process of creating, you know, like, yeah, because that end product, you know, you put in that work, you let go of those expectations and you just let it develop into how it wanted to develop. Like that is what then makes the process as a whole. You, you or you, you'll end up seeing it as being a, a joyful process or, or one that you wouldn't mind partaking in again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> um, this one, actually, I think is like really cute. And I'm excited. This to is my favorite it. question. Um, number seven, if you were not in the arts, what would you be doing? Kira, take us away. If I were not in the arts, I would hands down be a marine biologist. Love. <laughs> Come hands on, STEM. <laughs> I have always, a marine biologist or an astronomer, Ooh, I have nice. always, okay, starting off with the ocean. I love the ocean. I have a whale tattoo. You've seen you it. You do. You do. And like just something about, I think it's because I'm a Pisces also, but mm. just like water. <laughs> don't hate, girl. Um, <laughs> right. Pisces season, which it will not be Pisces season by the time this episode comes out, but will it? I think uh, it will be. Will it? March. Okay, well, if it is March, early April. Early March. If it is, hashtag Pisces, we the best out here. But anyway. Something about water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's so soothing. And I really feel like such at peace and, and, and you know, all of the like ocean, ocean life and, and the animals that exist. Like it, it just, it's so fascinating to me, like how there's so much of the ocean that we haven't even explored yet. Terrifying. And won't even be able to explore because like we'll literally die, More you know, terrifying. trying to like <laughs> go that deep in the water, you know, but mm -hmm. it's just, it just adds this level of like mystery, right? It adds <laughs> this level of like mystery to life. And like, I like the idea how we can't figure everything out, you know, yeah. like, like some things you really just have to let let be and just enjoy it for what it is um but yeah I, I would love to be a marine biologist I thought about doing marine biology and dance as a major when going into undergrad but then I figured I was gonna have to move to the east coast or mm -hmm. move to like like uh Corpus Christi and I was like yeah we ain't doing that so Fair. <laughs> we just chose dance and you know it's been great because you know I've, I've 
let marine biology and my love for the ocean just be that like just be my love you know don't have to dissect it or anything um but yeah that's that and then i would also be an astronomer because just i love looking at the stars it's so peaceful but what straight what 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 what's the word what strayed me away yeah what strayed me away from sure. that dream was i took physics my junior year oh. of high school and i was like we're never doing this ever again and i hung up that dream pretty quickly so fair yeah that's me what about you for me um it's definitely one of two options one i'd either so i'd either be a doctor specifically mm. a pediatric surgeon um Ooh, the baby the baby's still still something involving like helping children mm -hmm. come on <laughs> educator come on educator <laughs> um yeah so either a pediatric surgeon or um something involving it couldn't mm. tell you what no we just didn't do that route <laughs> um still pretty tech savvy and i like that for myself as like a little hobby mm -hmm. but defos right listen Psychic. either way it's money um but yeah those those are my two i enjoy like anatomy and learning about the human body um but ultimately i was like this is a lot of brain power um yeah, i'm cool work. yeah like this cool. thing about being an artist i'm like you know like like there, it's, it's hard pretty, but right. it's not as hard as me having to memorize like all yeah. the bones and muscles in the body it's just exhausting and i'm like i don't want to i don't want to do that yes yeah, them so. is a different kind of you know challenge and, and and i'm 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 okay on that i love it that much so um, yeah no <laughs> that's it that's right it. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next question. And um, my okay. computer is also about to die, so I'm going to go ahead and close this, and I'm going to let you take the lead on asking the questions. Okay, bet. So <laughs> question eight. How's living in New York City? What do you love and what do you hate? Ooh. Being from Texas. Right. This is a really great question to ask. You know, I have truly always loved New York. Like, mm. I, it was a place that I've always known that I was supposed to be um at what point of my life did I did I uh think that dream was going to come true I wasn't sure I was just kind of like you know what Lord like this is you know I'm sending this prayer up to you I'm right. giving it to you and I, and I believe that you will bring it to me if it's in your will and if it's something that I'm supposed to do and um yeah so uh, you know Thankfully, you know, I, I made it here today for grad school and I'm, and I'm so blessed to be here. Um, but yeah, I've just I, I've come to New York about like five or six times prior to moving here. And every time I've come, you know, I've discovered something new about the city that I've fallen in love with. Like the first time, you know, being the subway or like all of the lights, you know, like, you know, subway little ratchet, y'all like mm, for, for sure. She real <laughs> ghetto out there. But it's it's so unique to the city. Yeah. Like you're not seeing anything like that in Texas, you know, and, and I love that I have this extreme difference you know that i can compare um but yeah i, I love how like just authentic the city is you know like like yeah there is no space you know in a, None. In a place None. that i used to there being so much space and like like not being from here it just you know like ev everything about it like like i really do love like i don't think there's one specific thing um, that I love the most, uh, you know, the walking is a, is a little tiring. <laughs> I will say that, um, I, you know, there's nothing like 
having an open road and like being in a car and like mm-hmm. you know the stars in the sky you have on your late night vibes music and you're just driving like I miss that so much but also I'm like I'm young like like let's just go let's live our life you know you never know like what you're gonna see on the streets good or bad um but you also like never know like who you're gonna run into you know who you're gonna meet um also like Broadway being up the street like like as an artist I'm like this like it's a dream it really is a dream being here because everything that I've wanted to do you know the people that I wanted to see the companies I've wanted to see like they are here and so I just love that I like have you know that access to them now Mm -hmm. you know like like it's it's really special and I really know that I'm living up my dream but I just I I love everything about New York I love the fashion especially yeah had to add that in there my I my way of dressing has significantly gotten better since I've moved here. I think Mars has yep. rubbed off on me a little bit too because she be coming through with the fits. Listen, <laughs> here you come through. You come through with the fits. You know, I try. Listen, you you were stepping all last week. I try, girl. You were stepping all last week. I try. I try. You be doing it. <laughs> you be doing it. Thank Give yourself you, the credit. <laughs> what about you, Mars? You've been here uh, for seven years. Almost, almost so. seven. Um, so. Yeah, it will be seven by the time that I'm graduating from TC on and off, essentially, just because, you know, like summer breaks going home. Mm -hmm. Um, Being from Maryland and coming here, like initially, I had I think I had similar feelings about New York City of like how free it was and the subway and getting acclimated to the city and learning new things about it um, and just constantly falling in love with different parts of the city. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt maybe my first two, three years max four years mm-hmm. here um but she's then, like get me out of here now yeah and, and this is not a secret <laughs> to anybody anybody i meet that was a 10 of you ask me how i feel about new york city is i'm ready to go yeah um <laughs> i am ready to go i have spent mm. enough time here i i've essentially spent the amount of time that i initially said when i started my time at nyu mm-hmm. like i've been here the amount of time that i said i would be here or at least i will have been here by yeah. the time I'm graduating. I said I want to spend about seven to ten years at New York, in New York City. Next year will be that seven, and quite frankly, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to Maryland I go, mm-hmm. but just not my area. Mm-hmm. DC area is what I plan to be. Either way, you know I've learned a lot. I became really independent, um, independent throughout my time yeah. here, and it it forces you to become really independent and be your own person mm-hmm. um, especially for coming from like a small town or a more rural area uh, it definitely prompts you to be yeah. an adult yeah and excuse my language but you gotta get your shit together it, literally like, because if you don't somebody will tell you yeah like, like, like they like they will literally embarrass you on the train and i'm like absolutely. oh my gosh they will curse you out <laughs> no like, somebody will curse you out and not care right they'll get off on their stop and have a great day right a great, <laughs> have day. A great day like not you just hurt my feelings so you're just out here like because you're a stranger like, nobody cares like, nobody nobody cares um and i you know i've enjoyed that time here it will always be an experience do i think i would come back or not yes mm-hmm. uh please let me be in a different tax bracket because baby it's expensive out here no, seriously. um yeah yeah so you know i it's not that i hate it i've enjoyed it i you know lived here i took a gap year and lived here like by myself mm-hmm. by myself um written all baby i don't miss it mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't miss mm-hmm. it yeah it was an experience i'm done with it though yeah that's how i feel about living in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so question nine 
Uh, we're kind of back to some more arts-based ones. Um, what are some initiatives you'd like to start in your career of the arts? Mm, okay, so my biggest goal is to have my own mentorship program and it would be called Ray Arts Initiative. My middle name is Ray for anybody who doesn't know and so R-A-I, Ray Arts Initiative, you know, it kind of works. Um, but yeah, I want to have this mentorship program that um, takes in like a cohort of like, uh, like 10 to 15 black dancers and basically like throughout the year like do uh, professional development workshops with them, you know, like take them uh, to different cities and, and uh, experience dance and how rich it is everywhere. Um, you know, not just in the States, but also like abroad. Like I think that would be pretty dope. And then mm -hmm. I would love to um, like one summer or, or every summer, I guess, with each cohort for like a week, like bring all of them to New York for free. I would love to for a week, um, bring all of them to New York and you know all of it's for free and and um go see Broadway shows go take dance classes in the city like all of this stuff like I want to give them the experience um that I did not have when I when I was uh you know exploring the the art world and trying to navigate how to you know be, being a black dancer because uh, it, it's rough out here and, mm -hmm. and I want to be able to give them that emotional support that I wish wish I had um or or I don't want to say I didn't have it. I just, I wasn't comfortable, like, asking people for help, mm -hmm. you know. And so I want to, like, give them that space and let them immediately know that, like, hey, I'm here. Like, I've got you. Whatever you're experiencing, good, bad. Like, if you want to talk through an emotion, if you want to talk through colorism, if you want to talk through whatever it is, like, I am, like, I can be that space for you. And, yeah, just, like, uplifting, like, black dancers. So, yeah, what about you? Um, womp, 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 womp. Yeah, I think for me, uh, more so funding, like creating additional scholarships that kids could use for these camps um, for their art if they want to do that or a summer program that they want to do. Or even if it's like during the school year, being able to participate in like a certain series of courses or classes that they want to take within their art. Um, but then especially, which is kind of like where I plan to go with like my career and with arts administration, mm -hmm. Um, of really changing some of the policies that we have and making the arts more centered within like school curriculum mm. um, and being like an integral part of funding mm -hmm. because right now it's like oh it's a part of funding if we can afford it mm -hmm. I don't want it to be a if it's a cool we can afford it because we've been given that mm -hmm. so we're going to invest in the arts the mm -hmm. way that we should have been doing mm -hmm. um, because I feel like that would bridge the gap. And then that also gives arts organizations a little bit more leeway to make their education-based um, programs not as, like, I'm not going to say not as structured, but they're not as... <sighs> like, they can rely on the schools to, like... Kind of, yeah. The schools have their standards because there's a lot of organizations that have had to develop school standards or like education standards and they're acting as a replacement for the lack of schools mm -hmm. having no arts you know within the school or whatever um so now taking some of that pressure and like instead that's an outsource that they can have um 
to be like, okay, yes, we have these standards, but now we can also like compare it with these standards that this organization has and maybe make a mix of two, mm-hmm. giving the teacher more resources. It's like the schools are leading or are at the our, forefront of our education rather, rather than, than the organizations. organizations having to like have their own company, mm-hmm. you know, orchestra, whatever it is, and education. Like, yep. Like a lot of them feel that it's kind of a necessity because the schools don't have mm-hmm. it. And it's like, well, if the schools had it, like they should. Right then the arts organizations could do more, mm-hmm. more aiding and like additional skill building mm-hmm. rather than I'm just teaching you the fundamentals. Yeah. I'm like getting the, you the fundamentals. The organization itself doesn't have to like develop the curriculum. Yeah. Or like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, which one was that? Shall we move on to our next question? Yes. <laughs> uh, number 10. I was trying to figure out which question we were on. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Question 10. What is some advice you'd give to underprivileged kids that want to get into the arts? Oh my gosh. Do you want to go? Do you oh want my to gosh. Go? I need a second. Okay. Um, this one I kind of thought about, like I gave it a little mm. glance. Um, advice that I'd give them is that <coughs> one, find the free program. See, it, it really depends on where you live. Um, I think there's more initiatives in metropolitan areas like New York City, like DC, like Chicago, where there are more free-ish options. Um, yeah, try to find the ones that are free and that are available, but even if they aren't, unfortunately, you might have to take that initiative of reaching out to that program and being like, hey, this is my situation. I really want to do this. Uh, if you have experience, like, and of course this might be the parent doing this depending on the age of the child. Um, but sometimes, you know, I play the sob story. Because what a lot of these organizations are looking for that had these programs, not going to lie, and I hate to say this, but this is unfortunately a truth, they're looking for the sob story. Mm. They are. They're looking for the sob story. And yes, you could be like, "Uh, I don't want to have to play on that. But if you want that experience, if you want to be able to say, yeah, I did this, listen, play it, baby. Get the experience how you can get it until you're in a different position to do otherwise. Um, and it's really playing the system with the cards you're dealt at this point. And like, it's, it sucks, but, <laughs> it like, sucks, yeah. but that's kind of a truth. Like, um, actually mm. I won't tell that story. I won't, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I won't say that part. Mm. Um, but yeah. What are you thinking? Mm. I don't know. It's, <sighs> this is a tough one. Cause like. Like, I just think about my own experience and, yeah. and how... It's hard. Yeah, and, like, everything that you said is so true. Like, you know, p- play the sob story or, or um, you know, go to the free programs and all that stuff. But I, 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 I'm thinking a lot about, like, my heart and how my yeah. heart felt in the process. and It's going to hurt. And it, <laughs> it nothing seemed possible. Mm-hmm. Like... And I, and I knew that I had the potential, like I had the technical abilities to do what these other people that, you know, that were privileged enough to be able to go to the studios could do. But I just, I just couldn't do it because yes, the free programs are out there, but it may be a matter of my mom being able to take me there. And that's what's hard. And so this is a good question. I think like, I'd love to like come back and like talk about this in another Absolutely. episode, but and I think we should, yeah, because uh, there's more to it. Yeah, but I think that, you know, right now I think I would just say like, 
just protect your heart yeah and like like it can be like crushing. always check in with yourself and like you know easier said than done but you know you <sighs> having faith can go a long way sometimes mm -hmm. you don't know how something's gonna work out but if you just keep that in your heart and like really believe that like what's for you can find you and will find you then like you know it may be something that you won't even have to worry about because one day it's just gonna fall into your lap like that's that's how i feel like i ended up here that's how i feel like i ended up you know being able to you know go to like train at ailey for the summer you know just these certain things like i didn't have the means i still don't have the means but somehow it happened you know yeah. and i think it's because of my heart posture and the and 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 yeah believing that what's for me will find me so we'll, we'll come back to that one Absolutely. for sure in another episode um mm, mm. all right that that was a that was a good question My we heart. will be revisiting <laughs> yeah there's a lot of uh mm. catharsis on that one mm. um all right question 11 what's the difference between racism in the arts today than how it was in another period like oh. the 90s wow this is a question babes oh my gosh um <laughs> wow okay um it's still present still it is still obviously present based on your question and also just based on life yeah. um but it's it's hard to talk about without getting into a whole different thing because it's not that we're not valued today, or, but obviously we're more valued than we were in the 90s. The same way you could say, you know, we were more valued in the 90s than we were in the, in the 80s, 80s and so on and so yeah. forth. Um, but the real thing now is, is like, yes, we're in these spaces and, you know, we're being considered to be in these spaces. But um, even some of the spaces we made for us, like, example, BET. Mm -hmm that's yes it's a space for us but it's not for us anymore mm. and that's <sighs> or the spaces that yeah. we create for us are being discredited like, yes like i think about yeah like like BET again BET. or like hbcus <laughs> like yeah like these, these are spaces that we created for our people to uplift our people because we didn't have a place in the white society but now because it is for our people because you know like we've taken matters into our own hands my degree from here may be may not be seen as as credible as a degree from here or like yeah. me being in like this person's vid music video you know isn't as cool as me being in katie perry's you know right like, like because of like the race now it's aspect. a lot of compare it's yeah. a lot of comparing and it's a lot of um we're no longer being considered valued in these aspects that are outside of what we were given validity for so mm -hmm. like example and i'll try and keep this short um obviously with like the grammys uh the like last month or this past mm -hmm. month there was a lot of conversation about how like um beyonce wasn't considered for the best album mm -hmm. um and like and taylor, taylor swift, won, taylor swift she like, won it and, and she's been again. considered and been nominated for the best album mm -hmm. um multiple other times but you know it's typically like r&b whatever whatever and it's like she could have her pop album her she's now about to come up with a country album mm -hmm. and it's like she's done multiple genres but any time that there's a black artist not just beyonce but yeah any other time that there's a black artist who's outside of r&b who's outside of rap slash hip-hop um they're not considered in that genre mm -hmm. anymore because 
that's not what they do mm-hmm. or that's not you know in quotes what they, what they do, should do what they, or what should, they should do, do. Um, so now we're kind of seeing a different aspect of racism in the arts yeah and, and that's just recording also, wise <laughs> there, there's that but then there's also like like there's a white white black racism or just racism of white people and people of color in general no matter yeah what what race it's, it's a whole lot but there's also like you see like black on black hate coming in too because of colorism because light skin like in the dance world like yeah people might gravitate towards a light uh hiring a light-skinned principal ballerina rather than a dark-skinned one like Mm -hmm. like and then it's like okay well now i'm jealous of you or envious of you because you got this opportunity over me simply because of color your skin but we're both black like like there are a lot of issues not just white black but also like black black that come into play. He's <laughs> like light skin, dark skin, right? Brown but skin, yeah, like paper, brown like, paper bag test. Oh uh, no, it's so bad. But like, it, it's crazy. But yeah. that's just like a brief, like, yeah, a, a deeper conversation can be had around that. But yeah, so we will also be revisiting that question. Yeah. Y'all have some good questions. Y'all are really, oh. thank you. Thank you for thinking about Thanks, this, guys. Um, <laughs> all right, what? Two, one more question. One more actually. question. So, question twelve, final question. Let's talk about funding art scholarships tips or advice mm. um Kira, do you want to start or do you want me to uh you can start okay <laughs> <laughs> okay um i can't think of any present art scholarships that i know of um off the top of my head but tips on finding them tips on getting them um that i can offer a little bit of insight too so in terms of finding them and like working on them Main thing, the sooner, the better. A lot of art scholarships, they're, you know, they're not coming out with them in like early winter, early spring. They're opening these up beginning fall and they're closing end of fall. So if you're, you know, let's say you're a high schooler and you're looking to, you know, major and you're looking, well, one, you're looking to go to like college and your major is going to be an arts based major um junior year start looking for ones that open up in the fall nine times out of ten you're going to have the best luck looking up ones in the fall even if you're a graduate student look over the summer look at the end of spring for that following fall um ultimately because they're starting them and honestly there's even a lot that start in the summer or yeah they'll start in the summer end Mm -hmm. in the summer so late spring depending on when you're looking for the funding Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 and there's usually databases so see where you can find them see what scholarships your instructors know about which ones they maybe had in the past like use your outlets ask Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. word of mouth is just as good as a google search yeah um my again i i only come from the lens of dance so there's you know a few i know like princess grace foundation um and yeah that's the only one i can think of at the top of my head because that's mm-hmm. one i worked on with a friend recently right um but you know you know you have like grants that you can get through like the nea or or uh new york foundation of the arts you know some of those larger mm-hmm. uh government organizations you can apply for funding through um sometimes also i think like organizations within your community like they may have like artist residency programs that you can apply to to you you'll get a stipend but you'll also be able to work with that organization directly to mm-hmm. develop a new like program or something um and and put your own artistic toy touch on that so like that's def- definitely something to look into artist residencies um but 
Mars was talking about like word of mouth and like picking people's brain. Like one of my favorite things to do is go on my like choreographer dancer inspirations go on their website mm-hmm. pull up their resume or their cv and look at the grants or look at the scholarships that they've been awarded and then from there doing the research on my own like i mean that's how i did my resume that's how i did my cv like absolutely like looking up someone that already has been successful or like someone that you aspire to you know go down like a similar track as them like use them you know you don't always have to know somebody in order to learn about them and like learn how um how they got these certain things like a lot of the work you do have to do yourself so like don't be afraid to like put in that dirty work um yeah that's all i can give you off the top of my head i definitely think that mars and i can do some more research um about like specific like scholarships and like post that on our instagram yeah um and if it's beneficial yeah yeah if it's beneficial to have like a working doc or a working spreadsheet of ones that we do find like i think that's something we could have as like a additional thing on like our link tree that people have access to to apply yeah um so let us know if that's something like especially for any of our like practicing artists or those who are looking for like art scholarships or if you know you know if you have students that are um let us know if you think that would be beneficial because that is something i think we could also have just like on the page yeah um well, we might just do it anyway. Yeah, we'll probably just do it. Most likely. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that's that was a good question. I feel like to wrap to wrap things up. Absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed this Q day session. Like, Same. I think we should do this like maybe like once, once a or season. once a season. Yeah, yeah, to break the seriousness of Ooh. all of the deep art conversations that For we sure. have, and just you know let loose talk about some personal things, but also general things as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Episode. Oh my god, I can't Whoa. talk. I need to go to bed. Need right. To go to bed. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, as always, we hope you guys enjoyed, you know, listening in and and be sure to catch up on the previous episodes if you haven't been able to. Yes, please. Um, yeah, we thank you guys for your support. We love you guys also, and just yeah. continue to drop anything in the comments down below if you want to know more information about us or want to hear us talk about any specific topics but yeah yeah thanks for the beautiful questions yes thank you guys bye bye